Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I am joined, as always, by Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. 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 I'll talk into the microphone this time. <laughs> that, that'll help. Um, yeah, it is uh, It is April 27th, 2022. What? That is the, the number. Another <laughs> summer. Get down. Sound of the funky drummer. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got some comics to talk about. There's a lot of There's comics. There is there's a lot a, of good comics. There's a couple of things that I was incredibly impressed with, so I'm excited to talk about some stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get some yeah, of the wow. basics out of the way. Uh, a Galaxy Next Door graphic novel, uh, Action Comics 1042, Alien number 11, which is great. I really enjoyed that, so I shouldn't just pass it off like it wasn't very good, but, uh, you know, it's another Alien comic, whatever. Um, but here we are at <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number one. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. I cannot. Stanley, Steve Ditko knocking it out of the park. <laughs> exactly. They're doing, they're doing it. Uh, Amazing Fantasy 15. It's going to be great. No, this is fucking awesome. Uh, Zeb Wells, somebody who I've always had an amazing amount of faith in as a writer. I'm really, I look forward to his stuff whenever I see it. And Scott Hanna, who can ink John Romita Jr. in such a way that I like him. Uh, again, <laughs> and that, I mean, I really give him a lot of credit. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe it's Ramita that's really just bringing it again. He has a tendency to the, the like the style that he brings to a project does like there's been a like he did that Superman thing that was actually really good. Not that's a too, good too point. Long that ago. was incredible. Yeah, I think it's just like sometimes that, but I do think Scott Hanna's inks uh, do, uh, yeah. do very much help. Uh, I think so this, too. But... I think that's that's definitely part of the of the magic of this because he it looks it like. It reminds me of reading Spider-Man when J.R.J. was the fucking best. Yeah. Like, there was, there was a point in my life when I was upset to see John Romita Jr.'s name on something because it meant that I was not going to enjoy what it was. And that was when he was doing the Avengers backups. Uh, hmm. And they were really, 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 really bad. Hmm. Um, and... I think sometimes it feels like rushed, uh, but I do think one thing that is uh, kind of overlooked often with Ramita Jr. is uh, his storytelling chops are always that's a good point. Tight, 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 and it's the, true. sometimes the art just kind of like feels. It's like Keith Giffen, where it's like yeah. I really like Keith Giffen's art, but sometimes it just feels like rushed and phony. True, but and it also the storytelling is always strong. But he also needs a great inker and he needs a great colorist. Yeah, but those also are, those a are good very story. Important. And I mean, also, a, I mean, this is just, it's funny. It's funny in the way that Spider-Man is supposed to be. Yeah. I just enjoyed this story. I, I, I'm going to say probably I liked this story more than I have enjoyed a Spider-Man comic. Just on its on the merits of it just being fun and, and Spider-Man-y. I haven't enjoyed one this much since Straczynski. I, 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 I which don't, would be him again, you know, which would have been the Ramita era. I definitely said to you right after I finished it that it was the best Spider-Man comic I've read in years, and it, it definitely is the best Spider-Man comic I've read in years. It feels like a Spider-Man comic in a way that, like, as good yeah. as some Spider-Man comics have been it's just like there's a thing and it's like mm-hmm. you know it's just that like that alchemy of like what makes a good spider-man comic and it's like it's all here 
Yeah. This is this is what you want. And I, and it was very, very good debut. No, that's issue. it. I think that's exactly the thing. I think it's I think it is. It's that it's an alchemy. It's a it's just there's something magical here that has not been there. Even when I like uh Dan Slot I thought was absolutely phenomenal and I loved Dan Slot's run on Spider Man. Yeah. Like he did all sorts of cool, crazy shit with it. He understood Peter in a really basic fundamental way. Lots of really great stories came out of that. But even then, it felt almost meta Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It never felt like core Spider-Man. And this feels core. I love it yeah. to death. Um, that's it. I'm going to shut up about it. But God damn it, it's great. Yeah, I would second the it's great. I think it's very good Spider-Man comic and certainly much better than I expected it to be. Perfect. Um, all right. And so moving on to other stuff that's just has to be mentioned aquaman green arrow deep target number seven uh aquaman number three which i probably should be reading because i think i liked this when i first I didn't see it on the shelf so i didn't read it <laughs> yeah it's all it's all bound up in one pile right now uh, everything i didn't see action a, comics either everything's such a fucking mess right now yeah you're going through a transition <laughs> we sure are it is things are things are chaotic in here um we got uh, a bunch of Astro Boy figures, which are super cool. They They've are done cool. Sort of like better versions of the Funko Pop kind of thing. They're just kind of figural, big-headed, cutesy things. But they feel like they're straight out of Japan, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, another big book this week, obviously, would be uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight number two. Yeah. Super fun. I like the... I was like, how, did he, how is he going to explain uh, Jack... Napier being back. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's, it's clever. It's a, it's a it's a clever little twist. Yes. Good job. I'm I love it. Uh yeah. Good it, job. It good job. Uh yep, it's great. All of our copies are signed, of course. Etc. etc. Et so, you know, get them get them while you can. Sean was nice enough to do a bunch of remarks that sold for a bunch of money, which helped us out because we totally took a bath on the first bunch because I was trying to be level-headed about it and just be like, no, everybody gets it at cover price. And then it's like, yeah, but a fucking box costs two bucks. So everybody that buys one, I lose $2. And then if the shipping's slightly over, which it always is, I literally paid money. Like, aside from labor, I literally paid to ship most of those comics last time. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> when it was like, they're selling for $20 on eBay, and I'm, like, paying people to take them and scalp them. I was like, okay, this can't happen again, which explains why these are marked up on the website. Sorry, but it is a thing that has to happen, unfortunately. It's a business. Because it were, it were killing me. Um, anyway... Uh, we got we actually got in the trades for before Watchmen because hmm. somebody had asked about them. Uh, you even have some of the back issues in your baggage bin. It's true. It's a very it's a controversial thing because a lot of people really hate the fact that it even exists. But there were some of these stories that I thought were pretty good. I think it's just kind of like you know it's yeah. the art, not you know like right. not the artist exactly kind of thing. It's just people are are mad on at at Alan Moore's behest and whatever you can be, you can be that if you feel like it. Um, I understand the argument personally. I do too. I don't, you know, getting mad at someone because they spent money on a comic book seems (laughs) kind of, and getting mad at a multinational corporation because they behaved like a multinational corporation. Yeah. Seems like a fool's errand. Indeed. Um, so here, speaking of things that are not really behaving like big multinational corporations, uh, image, 
new series, Bloodstained Teeth, number one. This is a fun one. Yeah. If you are looking for a gangster take (laughs) on vampires done in crazy multicolor like yeah the art is the coloring is very very pop yeah it's it's very it's yeah it's super pop it's super like new wave 1978 kind of like like edgy 78 coloring it's like splashy and kind of random it's really cool it's a very it's a very cool style i think they made a really good very bold but very good choice with their coloring yeah and uh and the story i honestly was not sure i was gonna dig it i went big because it's an image book and i was like you know it's an image book doing a horror thing yeah we're going to be expected to go big on it so i just did it uh and i'm personally not a fan of vampire stories they bore me in general (laughs) Not really a fan of gangster stories. As it turns out, put the two together, doesn't bother me at all. I really liked this. So I also like the the basic idea yes. of like a caste system of yeah. within vampires and just kind of like the 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 hook of the story with regard to that. I I thought was very clever. Yeah, uh, and it's cool to see Christian Ward just writing. Not you know such a phenomenal artist. Yeah, yeah. Um to see him uh writing and i like patrick reynolds he's done i think he's done some hellboy stuff is where i know him from um but uh it was, yeah, it was good strong strong first issue nice uh british paranormal society time out of mind that's the, honestly the first hellboy related book that i have not bought in quite some time oh, no. and i probably should uh, like i feel like i should buy it but i just kind of it's it's professor broom's father yeah, yeah, and there it's like a it's like a ghost story, but it's um, I don't know, it's just too far afield from the Hellboy thing. I'm not really into the. Is like, it written by the lead singer of the Black Crows? No, it's okay. Robertson. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a frequent Mignola writing collaborator. Um, Fair. And the art is someone who has, like, the very European style kind of art. It's a ghost story, you know. Yeah. But it's just kind of like I don't know. I just was like. Eh. Fair enough. Uh, we got Berserker number eight. They're still doing this thing. Twelve issues. Uh, just because, issue uh, because in this issue you get to uh, have a cover with a half naked Keanu Reeves. So, oh man, speaking of uh, of likenesses, that uh, bloodstained teeth. I thought it was really funny that the the familiar was literally just Owen Wilson. Like it's, it was like he even was just like so- wow. So <laughs> like, clearly, it was like Owen. so clearly designed for like this to be played by Owen Wilson. It was kind of on the nose. I really hope it does get a movie and it does get played by Owen Wilson. I would actually. I hope it gets. What I thought when I was reading it is that it would be cool if it got made into a movie and someone did a take as Owen Wilson who wasn't Owen Wilson. <laughs> I hope it's Luke Wilson. Uh, I mean, and anyone, he's doing really. it, doing but an I, Owen Wilson impersonation. I think. I think someone younger though. Like, oh, uh, but sure. That would, that would Daniel Day Lewis as <laughs> he gave he retired from acting. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he can't take it anymore. It's too hard on him. It is to become to become all those things. Yes, to uh, become he's the absolutely phenomenal. last of the Mohicans. <laughs> he is a phenomenal actor. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to shit on. Lies. 
Lies. He's good. Yes, he is. He's good. Of course he is. Okay. Uh, you know who else is good? Who? Carnage. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he's not. It was <laughs> all right. Just kidding. I didn't read it. I flipped through. That, was... that first one lost me. I was like, oh, this it's is Rob not- V, so I was just like, uh, you know, but it's, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of, it's like me with X-Men on Mars, like it was the Carnage with Null. I'm just so kind of over it. Like, I'm just. I just can't, like. I'm kind of done. I don't need with a god carnage. of symbiotes. I, I just want Carnage is the guy who eats. He's the symbiote that eats people, and Venom mm-hmm. is the symbiote that says he's going to eat people but doesn't. Yep. And... He threatens to eat people but never really follows through. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's Matt Gargan. Matt Gargan Venom yeah, ate people a yeah, that's lot. That's right. He was a motherfucker. God, I loved Matt Gargan Venom. I actually didn't hate Matt Gargan. Yeah, I yeah, like. I like how of... huge he was. I like how he was always drawn so that he kind of like. He always towered over every other character so that from behind he could easily bite their heads off without really much work. <laughs> when he was in Thunderbolts Mountain and he was just like running through, biting the heads off all of the was, soldiers. Was that when Eddie Brock was anti Venom? Yes. Is that why I he believe was, that was Matt Garnum Gargan was Venom? Yeah, they basically whatever happened with the Dark Avengers thing, they they basically yeah. took the Venom symbiote and forced Matt Gargan to eat it. <laughs> And so instead of like venom where it just sort of came out of his body naturally, he had to vomit the symbiote up and it was this disgusting process that was really kind of crazy. <laughs> it's like I used to be somebody. I was the scorpion. <laughs> but he had a scorpion tail because he still imagined himself as the scorpion. So yes. when he had he could still have the big weird scorpion <laughs> tail when he wanted it. All right. Um, I learned something today. I loved that. I fucking loved that whole thing. <laughs> Dark oh, well. Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cat Gamer, Trade Paperback, Volume 1. Aww. I'm gonna read it. It's gonna be, go- it's it's, gonna be so It's cute. a manga about a cat who plays video games. Come on. <laughs> and speaking of cats, Cat Kid Comic Club. On purpose. On porpoise, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really botched that pun. I uh, Forgive me, Cat Kid. Uh, and we got three full cat-related kid or manga things. We also have Cat Massage Therapy Graphic Novel, Volume 2. Is it just a graphic novel of people petting cats? No, it's just a cat that gives you massages. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tiny little feet. All right. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, number three, is out. Cool. Dark Knights of Steel, number six of 12. This is That is too much. That is too... Yeah. That is too many. Um... Speaking of which, I just realized that I didn't read the fucking thing that I wanted to read the most this week. <laughs> now that I've said that name out loud. What was it? I was it? like, I wanted to read Knights of X really bad. Oh, I read it. What did you think? You fucking hate all the X-Men. This is a I terrible actually, person to ask about this. Actually, I thought it was one of the better X-Men things that I've read. It's completely divorced from all of... They're yeah, stuck yeah. in other worlds, so there's no none of the Krakoa garbage that I hate. So it right. was like... It's just uh, Merlin has taken over Otherworld and Lady Roma and Saturnine have put a team of X characters who are now stranded in Otherworld uh, on a quest. And I won't give away what the quest is because that's the last page uh, is like, this is what we're questing for. But it's it's Betsy Braddock as as uh, as Captain Britain. And um, it's got like. We... Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. That effects return was way up this whole time. Ugh, I'm going to have to put a filter over this thing. What happened? Sorry, everybody. What, did it, what was it? Oh, I, literally the effects return on the board was cranked all the fucking way up. So we were getting like 
it was trying to send a signal of uh, of something through there, and there was nothing to send because I don't have any effects on the board. So we were just getting that fucking static sound. Oh, that's what the sound was. Yes. Uh, God damn it. Sorry, everybody. Uh, anyway, I'll, hopefully uh, I'll fix that, and you won't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, so Knights of X is basically like, they're like, we're not Excalibur, even though it's everybody who was on Excalibur. We're the Knights of yeah. X. And, um, and it was fine. It was a little up its own ass, but it was fine. I, I actually didn't, didn't hate it. I was excited. Um, I listened to an interview with, uh, Trini Howard about hmm. it and she was literally, she, her, her fucking catchphrase was so goddamn clever and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was essentially, uh, essentially her deal was, um, uh, they're stranded on another world that also fears and loathes them, or something like that. It was yeah. It, well, it, it has some sort of so line the, like so that. yeah. It's like more magical based, and they had um, uh, shoot. They have they're uh they're called something. They're not called mutants. They're called there's some name yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not that's right. mutants but it's basically remember, it means yeah. mutants yeah. and they and it's I, I don't know if this is giving anything away it's revealed that Mordred is a mutant oh interesting uh, or that he has the mutant gene or something like that uh and uh king arthur is one of the bad guys uh Ooh. and um they have the remember the fury from captain britain that thing yeah, yeah. with the weird eye yeah. So basically they have like an army of those that are sentinel sized nice. and they hunt the mutants. Right. So okay. like basically they're like sentinels. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> this Except for awesome. that like the Fury is like literally like genuinely like one of the scariest like villains of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Like if you like break it down. Like and that's something that that's Alan Moore, I think. I think he was the one who created Probably. The, the Fury. Which I just remember sense. reading that one. It was just like like that thing of just like how do you beat this thing? Like <laughs> you just can't. With, Anywho, with X's, uh, Deathstroke Incorporated. Dun dun dun. dun yeah, it's part dun, of that dun, crossover. Dun, 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 dun. There's uh, some kind of thing about um, one of the characters. I don't know if if you're already reading it. There's something that might be inter- of interest to you. Hmm. Um, Interesting. In, in terms of the identity of one of the main characters that hasn't been known before now. We have a hardcover of Decorum. That is that Jonathan Hickman assassins who are obsessed with uh, decorum uh we got department of truth trade paperback volume three wow uh wow detective <laughs> comics 1059 actually you know the last thing i wanted lately was another riddler <laughs> story but this is actually really cool and i cover the week easily i love this cover it's so good um it's, i love this design for the riddler yeah, it's good. I think it's awesome. He looks like a he looks like a pimp from the seventies. Yeah, he's got like a mustache now, but he's basically wearing like a uh, like a a version of the the Frank Gorshin suit, like yeah. not the tights, but like the suit. Where except like, more like more like a more like a cool guy from nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, he's got a weird beard and shit. It's very strange. Like he could he could easily be a ski instructor in the seventies. Yeah, like name Jens or exactly something like that. Like, <laughs> like he's constantly picking up married ladies uh, while he's yeah. teaching them tennis or something. Also, the backup featuring Gotham Girl. That's a character that I haven't seen used oh, in, yeah. uh, in quite a while. Um, I thought she was dead, honestly. No, she's not. It was, and it David was the, Lapham drew the backup. It was the, the guy that died then. Yeah, yeah, he died early in the run. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, David Lapham drew the, the oh, backup. Nice. So, that's cool. cool. I thought it was a, a quality issue of Detective Comics. Nice. Ivan Rice drew the main story. Good stuff. Oh, man. Cool. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's good. 
Eden Zero Graphic Novel Volume 12. Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Guess what? NECA has an amazing Elvira figure, and it is like one of the best things they've done in a long time. Oh, wow. They obviously knew that they had to take care with this thing. And holy shit, it is a really perfect Elvira figure. What what size is the figure? It is an eight inch figure. Oh. So it's like, you know, their normal kind of scale. Yeah. It's cool. great. I mean, I think it's probably eight inch scale. I bet she's probably more like nine because of the, the beehive. Boof, the bouffant. Yep. Uh but yeah. Awesome. Nice. Uh Ghost Cage number two of three. Oh, I liked it. It's good. I like the first issue. I like this issue. Yep. And it's only three, so there's only one more next, and then I'll conclude. Yeah, that that art can't be easy to maintain. That no. has to probably be each issue probably is a couple months, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean they probably yeah, maybe like they did it over the the lockdown or yeah, something like that. Because it's, it's Nick Dragata. He's it's, really good. It's but complex the, and amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I the action got really good in this one and it, like the story nice. like did genuinely go in like a cool direction that I was not expecting. Hoo-ha. We got two Godzillers. We got uh Godzilla Rivals, which is the versus King Ghidorah. Nice. One shot. And I then we have Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number two of five. Still, this book is fun. That's cool. I don't know how they can make that fight last five issues, but. <laughs> I know. It's, it really is just Godzilla, like, scraping them off his foot yeah. for, like, two more issues. It's like a Brian, Brian Bendis, like, decompressed dialogue <laughs> one where it's just, like, the fire goes over, like, a full three pages of panels. yeah exactly <laughs> they're just all melting for yeah. for five issues um let's see gunslinger spawn number seven Ooh, pick it up now because it's got the first appearance of the savage something i can't remember what his name is it's it's got some sort of wolverine looking character that shows up in uh. it harley quinn number 14 mm-hmm uh, Hellraiser Rise and Fall trade paperback. Hellraiser. I liked this series a lot, so. Razor or Blazer? Uh, sorry, it's Hellblazer. I apologize. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> Hellblazer. Blazer. No, it's that oversized black yeah. label thing. Uh, Hellcop. Nice. It's comic. Um, Hulk Grand Design Madness number one. Weirdly, as much as uh, I shat on the first one, for some reason, this worked better for me in the 90s and all of the other stuff that's going on in there. I don't know. It's weird because it is like, it's like advertising supplement pages telling you about storylines from the Hulk. Yeah. And for some reason, that worked in this one in a way that it didn't work in the first one. Don't know why. I don't. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I The art's good. Yeah. I don't know. It's not maybe I was just in the mood for it this time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like when it shows the actual comic with like the indicia and stuff on it as part of the art, or like where there was like one page where it was like just like reproductions of like the covers, yep. like as part of like yeah, the like graphic the element onslaught of it. covers and, and like, the, like or the blank. onslaught. But, I don't know, uh, but the art yeah. is good, and I'm sure it would. The, my thing with these is just you got to wait till it comes out in a big edition because like it's an art book. I kind of why agree. buy a small version of an art book when there's definitely going to be a big version of it. Sure enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for this no, one. But everybody should buy it. I'm gonna I'm not <laughs> gonna skip this. I'm gonna go for it. Okay. I've been killing slimes for three hundred years and I'm maxed out. <laughs> that sounds like a good one. 
Volume 8 trade paperback. Uh, volume um, 8? Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking slimes. Now, let me tell you a little story. Here's something. I don't know if this is too much inside pool or something that maybe he doesn't want me to say that he was talking about. Who knows? Doesn't matter to me. I'm telling anyway. So, Sean came in to sign a bunch of shit today, and he was like, take a look at this. This is the thing that's fucking crushing us in the comics industry. And he shows me the manga that is, like, number three and has just buried Marvel and DC. Like, I think it sold more than everything they put up combined or something stupid like that. And it is called... Oh fuck! I'm gonna rem- I'm gonna forget the name. Someone's gonna. There's somebody beating their head against the fucking <laughs> their iPad right now. But it's it's called like Battle Dick Island. I'm pretty <laughs> close. And you know how a lot of these things like toilet bound Hanukkah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's something different than what you think it is. <laughs> no, this is a bunch of people with big metal dicks that are fighting on an island and they have to not like get each other off or something like that. And it is. Do you have it? I don't have any copies of it. He had to show me the the thing and he was like, this is selling better than like 90 percent of whatever else is out there. Yeah. I was like, huh, huh. Well, there you go. Finger off pulse. I, I mean, the world is is a mystery to me at this point, to a point that it has never been before. Perhaps I'm getting old. Perhaps <laughs> nothing makes sense in this world. Perhaps we have gone into a dark, dark, horrible place. We're in the darkest timeline. I mean, that could be it. But uh, there you go. Enjoy that I'm concept. Google it you so should Google. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see what else you find, because I definitely oh, yeah. did not get that name right. Uh, Joker number fourteen, Dick uh, Dick Fight Island. Dick Fight Island. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, five out of five. It says ninety-one percent like this book. They sure do. <laughs> Tell you what, Dick Fight Island. It has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, you know, and the upshot of this is that don't worry, I'm going to be looking for Dick Fight Island to carry in the store soon. So, if yeah. you're curious, I mean, you want to sell sell stuff. I mean, I want. I mean, sure, I want to sell stuff, but mostly I want to sell Dick Fight Island. Now that I know that it exists. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Death of the Justice League, which would be Justice League number seventy-five. Spoiler alert: The Justice League dies. Yeah, that's been being spoiled for about eight, four months. And also the title. Also, the title says just, but you know, just because it says death, the Justice That's League true. doesn't mean that the Justice League's gonna die. My big mystery waiting for this is that they said one person was gonna live, and I was like, which one's gonna live? Yep, I wanted to know. That was the mystery for me. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. You don't find out till the last page, which is weird because they find out to go tell the other ones that didn't die. I don't know. So you know, weird. there's a lot to like say shitty things about it. I. You know, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I like uh, Rafa Sandoval's art yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was Art's sad to great. see him leave Titans Academy, but you know, whatever. He's I think, doing high profile stuff. That's good. That means he's going to stay at DC. It's weird because I hate crises mm. ever since the. Okay, I liked I liked the first Crisis. Yeah, I liked Infinite Crisis, and I liked Final Crisis. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like every time they bring up a crisis since those, mm. there 
it's been just like, why are you doing this? Like, well, every- but you're forgetting all of the crises before Infinite Earths because but- there was a lot of them. There was sure. so many of them that that's why they named it Crisis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But for me, it's Crisis on Earth X. <laughs> but for me, it's just literally those crises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and and I think that those. I think that everyone will agree that pretty much those early ones are not the same thing as the the crazy this is the multiverse and everything's being destroyed and it's crisis like- has been code for team up since the 1960s since the mm-hmm. first justice league justice society team up and it was called crisis on earth 1 or crisis yep. on earth 2 and then every year they would do a new one and it was always called crisis yep. something you know but then and then crisis on infinite earths happened right. and then crisis became synonymous with the biggest possible thing that can happen involving every single character that we have. Yeah. And I like invasion. Me too. (laughs) I loved invasion. Uh, And I actually just bought uh, all eight issues of millennium and I'm about to read that. Oh, wow. Are you going to, do you think you're going to figure out the the story before the end? No, wait, that's the other one. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. What was black? What was that? What was the, what was that story? I don't remember. It was it was one that you were supposed to find out the mystery before. Yeah, but they canceled it like right. So nobody... immediately, so no one got to know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they just thought it was like X Files was like printing money, and it was like no. It turns out not everybody cares. What? It, it was a spinoff of the X Files. No, no, no. That's Millennium. Not... Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's not what I was thinking of. I was trying to figure out which. What was the DC comic that was like? It was oh, like a was mystery. Armageddon. No, 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 no. It was literally like it was a mystery that you were supposed to try to solve by the end as a reader. And like, I think there were prizes or something. And it was like something like challenge or something like that. Oh, the DC challenge. The DC challenge. Yeah. I've actually never read any of those. I read one of them. And I was like, I've seen them a there's lot. There's no reason for that. It was like one of those things where it was like, I. I I don't really get it. Like the the premise of that was that like a different creative team did every issue and they would leave it with a cliffhanger at the end, right. kind of like that commandy challenge that they did fairly recently. Um, was basically oh, the yeah, same thing. Like that's they do right. like I'm gonna have him sitting here with his di- vivisected, yeah. and then the next person had to be like, okay, how do I make him not vivisected? <laughs> that's pretty fun. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Anyway, uh, monstrous number thirty nine is out. Miss Marvel Beyond Limit number five of five is out. Newburn number six is also out. Lobster Newburn. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> uh, Power Rangers Universe number five out of six. And here's a controversial one because Bob and I had completely different opinions on this particular <laughs> comic. I mean, Punisher number two. Uh, unsurprisingly, like Bob, Bob was the dissenter. I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was so into this idea. And this is... Which idea? I love Supernatural Punisher. I like the fact that he's in a death cult that worships death. That, like, the hand has turned... Like, that he's this supernatural savior, the greatest killer of all time. I love this plan. I liked it when Punisher was hired by angels to kill people and then it went to Japan and like I like a weird Punisher story. I had actually I liked the the Punisher angel story just fine. Uh and I have no problem with a supernatural Punisher story per se. I do like the further that they can get the Punisher away from like the 
yeah, dick, yeah. the one that like dickhead cops put yeah, their yeah, fucking exactly. stickers on. Like that's whatever. But like, I don't just, I don't, he's just, I have a hard time with him as a ninja. Like it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, I mean, even this story. Also, has... this thing where they go back into his childhood and they're like, "Oh, like here's the," and I'm not. Admittedly, I, don't give away I, stuff. I agree. I like, there, there is some the origin. There is some retconning that goes on, which yeah. is a little funky. But I mean, every time they do this kind of thing, eh, yeah. it doesn't really bother me. Again, the Punisher is one of those characters. Like, if you did, if you did the same kind of thing. With Spider-Man, I'd be like, oh, God, this. Why are you trying to mess with the origin of Spider-Man? I'm like, the Punisher. Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Punisher. You know, it's like he's such a one-note character that when you add a bunch of crazy shit to it, I'm just like, I like all the crazy shit that you can add on to him. Spe- speaking of uh, just tangentially related from the ads in the Marvel comics that I read this week, uh, did you see that the premise of the Steve Rogers Captain America is basically... Um, National Archives or whatever that uh, that um, what's the Nicholas Cage uh, <laughs> National Treasure National Treasure it's like basically <laughs> National Treasure the National Archives <laughs> and it was just like two hours of him thumbing through boxes of files National Treasure I'm sorry but like no like that's like the deal like with that series like he's there's yeah. some like coded secret into his shield that's been there since day one even though he hasn't had the same shield since day one is it coded into the weird invisible one that blinks on oh man no it's this is the 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 shield shield but anyway i just i thought like huh i I haven't seen that happen in a captain america comic yet that's kind of i'm kind of like looking forward to it i hope i don't hate the art that's funny i no i'm into it i like the idea of like the idea of a national treasure oh my god speaking of captain america i read the best comic book this week it was called captain america no but he was in it okay it was called avengers 216 and it has Tigra on the cover and the Molecule Man. And sh- and, and it's like the Molecule Man is like saying, like, I'm going to kill these Avengers and whatever. And it's like the whole it's written by Jim Shooter. The comic is awesome. You've got it in your back issue bin. Yep. And uh, it's a nice copy. And, and like it's so much to buy that. It is so good. OK. So good. You <laughs> Interesting. Should read it. I will. I mean, I feel like I flipped a bunch of those when I was putting them in because I was like, this era of Avengers is something that I've never looked at before. Yeah. It's and a, that was pretty fun. Like the first thing, so it's Molecule Man, and it's the first time he's been used. I won't go too far down the road. He's the first time he, he'd been used in a comic since his first appearance in Fantastic Four. Yeah. But basically he's God, but he can't affect living molecules, just matter. Right. Right. So he's going to eat the Earth is the whole thing. And he kills the Avengers in the previous issue. And Tigra is the only one that's left. And it's like, and she's just like scared. Like the pretty much like the entire comic. But then she just starts, she turns on him and she starts just, it's so good. It's just nice. so fucking good. Anyway, whatever. She eats him. That's she it. does not eat him, but she makes him... Oh, I, I can't. I just I can't even give it away. It's okay. so good. It's like such a novel way to beat a villain. Nice. It's so good. I like it. Love it. Awesome. Uh, Robin, number 13. It's part of that. It's con- t- continued from Deathstroke. Yep. Rogue Son, number three. She has a son? Sure, why <laughs> hey not? Uh, <laughs> Rogue's son. <laughs> I got it. Okay, well, how about Rogue's? We got that? Yeah, oh, Rogue's is great. It's really great. You they, liked that? I loved lot. it. I love Leo Max. Uh, the artist, but I also like Joshua. It's proving to me that Joshua Joshua Williamson 
is not like the hackiest art, uh, writer. No. Like I just, I haven't he's really not. been wowed by anything that he's done, but this is like really cool. It's like the rogues are old. They have trying been to do... wowed by a lot of things that he's done. Uh, ghosted being the foremost oh, cool. was a thing that I very much liked and nail biter. And Oh, he did nail biter. Isn't that, wasn't he nail biter? I don't remember. Oh, shit. I didn't read it. I should check. Well, anyway. Uh, oh, also, he said really nice things about Rad Wraith. So. Oh, nice. Very <laughs> so cool. So you know what? Mm-hmm. Very cool. I mean, honestly, it's a great, Rogues is a great comic. This whole issue is in Gorilla City, and it's like Grodd has basically like, it's like it's like a gangster city now, and Grodd is in control, but he's like a, he's like a gangster. They're all wearing suits, and uh, it's just, oh, if you're awesome. a fan of like really good art of gorillas wearing suits having mob wars <laughs> i am then you should read rogues number two okay it's like pretty much the whole issue and yes he did do nail biter nice uh sabra tooth number three sabra tooth i didn't i didn't read it but i didn't read it either and i read the first two issues i didn't even see it i i loved the first it's two sitting issues right there yeah loved it was great them. did i buy them i can't remember i don't know but what about saga Saga. I, 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 I like Saga. Uh, I didn't read it, but from the cover, it looks like they're all getting into a band. That is that is sort of a thing that happens. And there's a, there's a frog, frog playing drums. <laughs> uh, I do love the Saga, like, alien of just, like, it's just a human with, like, an animal head. Yep. You know, <laughs> I just, like, this one's a dog. <laughs> you know, like, it's fine. It's just so funny because it reminds me of Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, I've actually never seen that. Like it really has like the 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 design really reminds me of that stuff. And you know, I just wish that Hell Comes to Frogtown had the kind of respect that Saga does because it deserves it. Anyway, uh goddamn the cover on Scumbag is so good. Scumbag, Scumbag number 13. It's so good, but it is so just like Remender wants to like oh, yeah. write what he thinks about politics and the world into a comic book. He's an angry dude. It's all over in the next issue. This is the second to last issue. Um, but I don't know. I actually really like it. And I love Roland Boshi, uh, the art artist on predominant. He's been most the most common recurring artist on Scumbag. Yeah. I like him. That's the Ghost Rider team up member from the yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider was really good. Oh, God. Ghost Rider yeah. was really good. I know. I liked it. Uh, Shadow Service, number 11. Forgot to look at it. Yeah. Silk, number four. She's old in it. She is. She got turned into an old person. Uh, we got Silver Surfer Rebirth, number four. Mm. Didn't read it. I didn't either. I did like the originals, though. Yep. The first few. Um, something is Killing Them Children, number 22. Again, with these clever die cut masks and the as yeah. the you know it's clever it's funny it feels like all of the shit from the 90s that was like destroying comics has come back with an artistic flair that makes me excited about it like before when i saw a die cut cover i was like oh god it's that thing mm. you know it's that 90s thing now i look at it and i'm like oh that's fun uh, the only thing I don't like about a die cut cover is that they're just so easy to damage. Yeah. Uh, but I do like. I actually always have liked a die cut cover from the I very first Wolverine one that I remember seeing. I mean, I, so because I'm a horror fan, as die cut covers are like something that f- were embedded in my psyche from my childhood. Nice. Because I used to read all of those really shitty novels 
that all had the cutout covers that was like, oh, look, it's a little kid, and you open it up, and it's a coffin, and <laughs> whatever on the next nice. page. Yeah. And all those, all those just terrible, terrible paperbacks from Hell Paperbacks. And I... I literally had somebody come in this week who sold me a collection of those. Ooh. It was kind of the best day ever. <laughs> it was like they came in and they were like, I don't know, we got some I've got some of this stuff. He had like comics and whatever and I was like, "Eh, there's nothing I really wanted for these comics." He was like, "Well, you know, I also have Do you know any place that buys horror paperbacks?" And I was like, yeah. "What kind?" <laughs> and he just pulled out these like Bantam and like just absolute trash just fucking trash stuff that you picked up at the supermarket in 1984 yeah that like was satanic like, panic era oh stuff. yeah yeah it's just like julie's a little girl living in a quiet new england neighborhood uh-huh. but there's something about julie that the neighbors don't know She's a werewolf. Then yeah, whatever, <laughs> like fucking oh, awesome. Oh man, I used to. I wasn't a big horror book, but I used to. Um, used to like all the books about uh, like uh, serial killers and like yep. all the like the real like just true crime. I yep. guess it would be called now. But like, I remember one time buying one of those books, and this really like busybody lady from my town saw me buy it, and she told my mom, and they made me bring it back because it was about Satan. Satan, Satan, Satan. And I was like, it's about, it's not about Satan. (laughs) (laughs) It's about Ricky Castle. It's about somebody who's bad who thinks Satan is real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Catholic Church. (laughs) Sorry, that's not a person. Anyway. Yeah. um, Let's see. So, let's see. We get that Sonic T. Hedgehog. (laughs) <laughs> it's me, Sonic T. Hedgehog here. Hey, Sonic T. Hedgehog. We got Star Wars Crimson something or other. Who cares? Peak. Crimson Peak. <laughs> Crimson, the Crimson, uh, yes, Executioner. Number four. It's a thing. Uh, we got the re-release of the Darth Vader uh, Kieran Gillen omnibus, which is awesome. That's good stuff. We got the Step by Bloody Step number three. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. All, all the bleakness of the final, the last two issues, it's like this one is like a gala. They like get to this place that's like this bastion of civilization. Civ- like sure. It's like, but it's depressing. Well, yeah, and this one's depressing too. <laughs> okay. But it, there is like the the whole thing with the like I love the illustration of the ball. It's like it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful. The artwork. oh, the the art is gorgeous, and it it is really it's a real flex to Matthias Bergara. Like the from going from that like Mad Max kind of look for everything, yeah, and then going straight to this kind of, of perfectly Thrones, like, designed. Beautiful medieval gala thing you're like i mean it is a huge artistic flex but impressive but then it goes then it goes sideways and then it goes like really sideways even more so it's like all the more like it's it was really smart to do that i think but anyway i don't want to give away the whole issue for those good i like step by bloody step i think it is one of the best uh image books that has come out in recent yeah memory it's it's amazing uh we have the trade paperback for stranger things Volume 5, Tomb of Yabwen. We have Swamp Thing, number 12 of 16, out. I didn't read it because I'm not caught up, and I'm going to read this in trade. Yeah. Sorry. It's It's so freaking good. It's good. Um, 
We've got... Oh, shit. I listed that twice. Son of a dingbat. Oh, well. I'll fix that. Uh, Talon by James Tinian is out. The uh, the full the full uh, story that he did way back. Yep. Which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, Teen Titans Academy number 14. Me. Yeah. It's, I mean, it got canceled, so there's like two more issues. And in this one, some weird shit happens with Cyborg and Beast Boy. Yes, it sure does. But everybody knows what that was because it was foretold. It was future State. By Future State. Oh, everybody who read Future State. Every, Titans. So th- two people. So you knew. I knew. I knew it possibly was coming. Uh, Tentacle Kitty, around the teacup trade paperback. Gross. Wait, so that's four that's kitty four books. kitty mangas. Hell yeah. Um, no, that's not even a manga. That's like a Dark Horse book. What? It's adorable. Straight up adorable. Hmm. Um, Savage Sword of Conan. The $150 now omnibus. That sucks. $150 is too high a price point for this shit. Wow. That is too much, man. You can't do it anymore. I'm probably going to stop carrying them at that price. That's just... You sucker people in at $100 for... I mean, $100 is a lot. $100 is a lot. For a single book. And also for Savage Sword. Do you think they're even paying anybody who was associated with this? Half the artists are dead. Mm. 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 Marge Simpson noise. Paying the estate of of Robert E. Howard. They are paying the estate of Robert E. Howard. Yeah. Because those motherfuckers are litigious. Sure are. Even though most of his good ideas came from Lovecraft. Uh, <laughs> hey, and, it's just hot takes. Hey, got some hot takes tonight. Uh, let's I see. Mean, I, don't, I honestly don't know enough about it to tell you I think you're wrong, so I'm going <laughs> to just roll with it. <laughs> I mean, it's surprising because like the the stuff that he did that I like is all that. But, you know, hmm. it's it's kind of cool, that whole thing. Take out all of the racism between those two and, like, all of the other terrible shit that goes on in those books. Mm. And it's, like, it's really cool that it's just, like, people went to Lovecraft and were like, wow, your stuff is cool. And, I like, he wasn't really respected by anybody at the time. And they were like, can we just play around in your the thing that you did? Like, you, you created these characters. Can we mess with them? And it's just this... It's a very early shared universe, it's, it's hmm. and it's very fun for that, that it's like, you know, Robert E. Howard just coming in and being like, hey, oh, I'd yeah. like to do Cthulhu stuff. I'd like to I'd before like to write the, stuff about... Before the real corporatization right. of ideas exactly. that has occurred over the last 80 years. Because it, certainly there wasn't, it wasn't like people were making big money to include lovecraft in their oh, yeah. stories back then it was just like hey man you're you know well, also, you're doing something interesting that i would like to try and also back then it was like what was public domain would have been like you know f- what was it like 40 years or 30 right, years or true. something like that you know so it was but like, they were uh, contemporaries like literally yeah. they wrote letters back and forth so but weird but the idea the, you know the they, exactly. you wouldn't necessarily be like thinking about it in the same way I no guess totally and also, I don't think anybody would have sued over shit that was appearing in Weird Tales or any of those, like, pulps of the time, because yeah. everyone thought it was garbage. Yeah. You know, like, they were paid $200 for a story or whatever, or the equivalent of $200, so, like, yeah. $10. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. weird. That'll buy me this flop house for a week. <laughs> it sure will. Uh, Thor, number 24. Yeah. 
Um, I liked it quite a bit, honestly. The wraparound was pretty cool. Um, it is a funeral for uh, for the All Father, and uh, that's and the internal parts are all famous Thor teams going at Thor. Like you got Jurgens, you got uh, Simonson, you got. I liked seeing Dan Jurgens inked by Klaus Jansen. Uh, I, I thought, thought that, that was, was super a pretty cool. good combo. Uh, I think Dan Jurgens still like has it. Like he's so as good today as he has been. You know, like he's just a rock. He's he's rock solid. It's interesting because I've always kind of like felt like Walt Simonson isn't doesn't hold up to his old stuff. Or no, that's not fair. I feel like it, he looks odd in a modern context. And then I looked at this and I was like, oh, I'm just not appreciating him and i should i should give him more i don't know i should give him more credit for how awesome he is because this was it was weird and fun and crazy yeah and just it was interesting in a way that i don't see people of his era being bold and weird i think i would have liked different coloring on it uh, sure. On this particular story, but I thought I it do, was also um, weird that it was like an aliens homage right out of the yeah, gate was yeah. a funny thing for him to do. That was but cool. I thought that was a guy of his age doing something like that. I thought was also pretty cool. Just graphically interesting yeah. and full of like energy and still like I so I I definitely really like it. I don't think he's like I don't think that I think there is an evolution in the in the style. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But the thing that kind of flattened this story out for me was the coloring for some reason. I yeah, just like I, I felt like that. it was kind of all like similar tones. But that said, I just flipped through it. So Yeah. Who and am there's, I to fucking talk shit? And about there's another one, there's a Straczynski in there that is so with Quapel. Yeah. Quapel. Oh my god. Yeah. What a good era. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Nice right. revisitation of past yeah, totally. Thory lines. Thory lines. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we got TMNT, The Last Ronin, number five of five. This cool. is it. They've killed everyone they can kill. There's and only one left. There's only one left to kill, and that is the reader. So <laughs> by the end of this issue, you oh. will be dead. Can I tell you something else funny I learned today? i got to find this issue. There's an issue of Suicide Squad where John Ostrander wrote Grant Morrison into it as a writing guy writing the story yes. that they're in and then kills him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same that. issue where the guy from the Doom Patrol that listens to Throbbing Gristle died. Oh, man. I can see wanting to kill people who listen to Throbbing Gristle. <laughs> uh, Transformers, a bunch of them. The War's End and number 42... We got Trial of the Amazons, number two. They get tried. Usagi Yojimbo, Lone Goat and Kid, number four. Vampirella, Dracula, Unholy, number five. Uh, We have Demons, number two of three. I gotta say, just looking at the back of this book and seeing the, like, printed by Comixology made me want to barf. But, you know, whatever. I, I didn't even see that. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just like so like juvenile, this book. It's just oh, like, it, it's so awesome looking because of the art is so good, but it's just like, yeah. Remember how much you liked us doing Dark Nights? Well, this time we're going to say fuck a lot. <laughs> fuck yeah. A lot. Dude, it totally feels, badass. It feels like, uh, like one of those guys from Image in you know 1991 who mm. was just given or like 
actually probably more like 96 where just like given free reign you can do whatever you want yeah. all right yeah this is the We're darkness fuck so many times it's tim vigils the darkness <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's it's yeah. not great. i don't know it's, it's it looks good it i looks like beautiful. i like uh i like his art um, yes capu- capulo I like his Pretty art. good. It's like he's the imagiest guy whose art I like, I think, Truth. in general. Although I do still kind of like Jim Lee. I think he's all right. You know, I like I Eric can't. Larson. I don't know. I like a lot of them as guys. I, I do just too. don't like Liefeld. <laughs> I got to say, man, Jim Lee is a person who I'm just like, I constantly want to disregard his art for one reason or another. And then I look at it and I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Look at that shit. It is yeah, it's pretty. That's good. good. I mean, Hush. Come yeah. on, give me a break. I mean, I'm go. I've been reading a bunch of old Ghibli X-Men's, and I'm just oh, like, this is fucking great. That stuff. I wish they wouldn't ruin all that shit in trades by recoloring it, though. That's my only thing. Color yeah. recoloring it flat, like shitty, and then like putting it on glossy paper. I'm like, why do you have to make it look worse? Like, <laughs> it looks great. Like, it does. I don't know. I don't. That's one thing about Marvel. I don't get. Also, like organizing my comic collection and realizing how few mar- modern Marvel titles I buy, I'm like, I kind of felt good about that. I was like, <laughs> I don't really buy a lot of Marvel. Let's see, what anyway, do we got here? Sorry, I love Marvel. It's great. You should buy it. <laughs> zombies versus robots, classic number two. Yeah, it's zombies versus robots. Did you say Trial of Amazon? I sure did. Oh, okay, yeah, because that came out. It did, and that's it. That's what we got. We got yeah. those things. There's yeah. a bunch of trades and a bunch of crap. I'll do a video. We'll show you that stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, buy stuff from us. Uh, Do it. Go to CoastCityComics.com. Buy one of everything. Yeah, rate and review the podcast. That's helpful. Um, we could appreciate we appreciate that kind of stuff. Get people to listen to this dumb thing. And um, what else? Follow us at CoastCityComics.com or at CoastCityComics on Instagram. And at Funbox Monster and at Funbox Monster Podcast. And oh, uh, there's all sorts of stuff. Rad Wraith just got solicited. Badger everybody for Rad Wraith 2. If you yeah. are not local, go to your local comic shop and grab them by the collar and say, Give me Rad Wraith 2. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. You got anything? Uh, just at Dollar Binge on Instagram. Nice. That's all. Perfect. Just post some panels. All right, then. Uh, And we will see you next week. Good night, everybody.